coming up on Just Elders Podcast. If you say anything about Biden, you're supporting Trump. You're not black? Uh, bro, you're not. And that's, that's fucking bullshit. This is what happens when white boys get too comfortable. Before misspeaking, and especially now, uh, selecting a black woman is absolutely critical. If you did not participate in the NFL boycott, you're not black. If you still shop at H&M, you're not black. If you still eat at Waffle House, you're not black. Damn. Fuck these niggas, bro. Like, why were you not black if you didn't vote for Cory Booker? Why were you not black if you didn't vote for Kamala Harris? Like, what the fuck make him so black where a black man or a black woman wasn't the standard validation of your blackness? Black men could be uh, the solution uh, could be critical in this election season. Education is a license to confidence. You can say and do shit that you could never say and do before. I'm not the expert. I'm just listening to R. Kelly until y'all hold this man accountable. Ready? Born ready. Who told you to play this song? Damn. Everyone's happy. Shit. All right, y'all. It's the weekend. Fuck it. We got new rules. All the hard work's behind me. We can do whatever the fuck we want to do. And I just invited all my friends. Listen to the sounds of R. Kelly right now. I'm about to throw something on the grill. Backyard party. We let everybody in the cookout. Get together and play some cards. <laughs> a couple of drinks smoking do our thing Y'all gotta admit Whoa, I can't do be riding up <laughs> A backyard party What's up fam This your boy Andrew And you are tuning to the greatest podcast To ever hit the airways I am your host and I'm super excited Because we're about to record the greatest episode we have ever recorded. I say that every time, and I mean it every single time. So some of y'all look inside eye like me. Why is he playing R. Kelly? <laughs> you know what? Any other time, I would never play R. Kelly on this podcast. <laughs> but this week, the rules have changed. You can say and do shit that you could never say and do before. As long as you're not voting for Donald Trump. <laughs> Before we get into this conversation, let me just thank each and every last person that tuned in to last week's episode. We had an amazing time. What was last week's episode? It was actually episode 43. Uh, it was titled, I'm Black and I'm Proud. Episode 43, we're trucking right around. First of all, it's going to be a lot of people because I know I'm going to talk a lot of shit when I'm promoting this. So it's going to be a lot of new listeners tuning in. Thank you for coming in right now. Do me a favor. Don't judge me off this episode alone. 
Go back and listen to some of our greatest episodes. I suggest you start at 14. Um, 26. Episode 26. Uh, check out a Why Black Man Why. Check out a sister got something to say. You know, we got some great episodes. Um, we have been listening to our leadership of Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, and we have been sheltering in place. So we technically have not been in the studio since episode 34. Shit. Episode 34 was the last time we was in the studio. And what's so crazy, today we got to recant and relook at that conversation. Episode 34 was titled Mama Wise the Mayor Taking Our Home. And we brought on guest um, Derek Bozeman, Senator Fort, two of the most grounded, savvy, intelligent political pundits I know. Uh, not only just pundits, but actual political warriors because they have served on the behalf of the people. So we had a great conversation about politics, but we got to talk about politics today. And it's going to be a great episode. But before I do that, um, I'm going to pass it to Keith. How you feeling, man? You already know, man. You know, we out here. We outside, you know, trying to get back to the studio. Yeah, you know. We definitely outside. It's traffic. <laughs> oh, yeah, that traffic horrible, bro. That traffic real. Hey, look, so in preparation of this episode, I went back and listened to episode 34. And I was joking uh, with uh, Fort and Bose when I was like, but we about to be in the house. <laughs> Oh, you talking joking about the coronavirus? That was when they first. Right. That's when white people was dying. Right. I'm like, we're gonna be that when Tom uh, Tom Hanks had it. Mm. <laughs> so he was like, eh, no black people can have it. <laughs> I mean, if you look at it, they they're trying to make it seem like black people getting it, but ain't no way black people getting it like that if the economy's still moving because we the ones working. So that's crazy. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, man, been good, you know, out here back in the office. Shout out to uh, some of our YC beers graduating from South Atlanta High School. Yeah, man, we attended uh, our very first high school graduation, and the shit was low key straight. And Keith Schlitt liked it. I liked it. Like, yeah. I mean, this- I, well, I put it like this: I enjoyed it. So if it had to happen again, I wouldn't be. I'm gonna be real opposed to it. For me, I hate going to graduations anyway. That too. Like so, that I too. graduation is probably one of the most honorable, lamest events that exists. <laughs> like, and if you're not one of those kids that everybody's gonna shout their name, like if you're not a that's, <laughs> see that's when if you're not a smart kid or athlete or popular, like that's when you if find your out your child is not cool. <laughs> That's when kid, That's when your mom. That's when your parents realize how lame your kid is when they say your name and don't nobody say nothing. Or if like you know you don't get listed in like the top ten of the class, or they bringing in five billion dollars in scholarships. It's like yeah, like it's just, you know it's it's a whack thing. And then if you're in Washington, it's a long event. <laughs> that, that, the very it's, it's, a, it's a very like and it's like man they don't even know you there anyway technically like yeah. can I just meet y'all at the restaurant well how did our graduation like the, the top 10 of your class they we graduated first and then the rest of the class went alphabetical order see I uh I didn't walk so mm. uh when I was graduating I owed a battle first of all I was paying my tuition when I was in high school mm. and uh I had a balance and um 
I called them to see if I passed the exam because I needed to pass the exam to get my diploma. So I called my teacher and she like, congratulations, Mr. Washington, you passed. I like, appreciate it. She like, you can come get your, uh, da-da-da-da. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> like, I ain't, look, Damn. I ain't going to pick up my cap, my gown, my diploma. Like, <laughs> I will say, this is the year, though. This was the year. If your ass was slacking in school, but you didn't sneak out with your diploma this year. <laughs> but let me tell you. If your I, kid gets held back this year, that means you was a lazy ass parent. Yeah, cause they this year they gave it, bro. You ain't have to take no standardized test. But like, even Quavo got his diploma. <laughs> pop, pop. <laughs> diploma. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, but nah, I, I do want to do this. Shout out to Quavo. I haven't even did my post on social media. I'm gonna do it. But shout out to Quavo, man. Like what you did for me. Was give me Because I work with young people a lot I work with a lot of young people That look up to you Your music In this industry that you're in So I want to publicly thank you For going back and doing something That you did not have to do bro So literally you just gave me You you equipped me with information And an example That I get to go back to these cats When I'm in the streets Like bro If Quavo With all the money he got Goes back and get his uh, diploma how much more important is it for you to do it? So I just want to appreciate that. And I really don't like that people didn't make a bigger deal about it. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I feel like it was just like a very low key. Like, I feel like that should have been bigger than what it was. And I don't, I don't like that. Well, when he went on a uh, little Wayne show, he said Wayne inspired him to do it. Cause you know, Wayne went back yeah, to school. Yeah. yeah Wayne went to degrees so. and everything, but yeah. I remember that cause he shot the fireman video on his college campus. Yeah, yeah, See, so that was fire. back when I was fucking with the music. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that shit. That was you was fucking with the music. So, uh, man, I want to get into it, man, because this is gonna be a good conversation. Right. So, um, what so reviews we got? We got a uh, we have reviews from the usual, man. We have reviews from the usual. So, you know this this week this 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 brother here been holding it down. He been holding down. So, you know what? Like we said, man, you write them, we read them. That's how we doing the reviews. Five star to one star. Great, good, bad, and the ugly. You show us love, we're going to show you love. But if you're consistent in it, we're going to be consistent with you. With that being said, today, I want to introduce one of the most consistent supporters of the Just Elders podcast since day one. He actually been a guest on the show. Make some noise for my boy, Jonathan Esteem. Classic man. We see you out there, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Esty's been holding it down, man. So uh, this week, he says, great episode. Great episode, brothers. Uh, great content. I definitely agree that white supremacy is is real. I wish I could have went down to Brunswick with you guys and experienced it like Travis. As always, you both stay safe and keep up the great work. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Hey, appreciate look, you. I, I was trying to actually, uh, I wanted Jonathan right down there with me. But, you know, we were potentially going to be staying overnight. And he wasn't able to stay overnight. So, like, I hate we didn't get to do that. But, good. Let's go. What we got next? You already know what time it is. You already know what time it is. Coming all the way from D.C. Foxy with the P. (laughs) From D.C. Like, 
Alicia made a real anthem song with this one, bro. Hit that shit again one more time, bro. One more time. Oh man. This girl is on fire. Oh man. Hey, they'll face it. They'll face it. That shit's on. Look, look, new listeners out there, like, man, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, y'all. Every day we um, do reviews. Uh, we write, we listen to the reviews, so y'all know what the people are saying about us. You know, because I say I'm the greatest podcast to ever hit the airways. Keith say it all the time, but this is y'all opportunity to agree or disagree with what we say. Yeah, straight up. So <clears throat> uh, this is from Foxy P from DC. Uh, she see what Foxy P does is she goes in the crates. So some of some of her reviews aren't always. Current, current, right? Because she's listening to now and she's listening to because we got episode. a lot of content. Like she introduced herself to this podcast. Like what oh, episode? I guess I, you know what? Probably about the time we started going in quarantine. Yeah, like, so in the thirties. Yeah, so so she, we she, we forties. Right she found so she's trying to catch up. So it says, uh, "Cereal side Negroes, good times and good D, eating sweet poo, and when it's all over, <laughs> leave." Well, that's a lot. So she says, um, oh, my uh, hard eyes just stumbled across what must be the biggest gem in the J.E.P. crates. Episode 22 with the diamonds. Hey, go Eldridge. That was one heck of a way to celebrate your 30th birthday party. Hey man. Yeah, if you miss, hey, look, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. That's the one episode that we got on YouTube that is live. You can actually see it. We record the whole thing, so go check it out. That's a live episode. Matter of fact, we'll put the link in yeah. the, in the show description. We'll do that for this week. Uh, and Keith, I'm glad you actually weigh in more on these podcasts now. That's it because we're on quarantine, <laughs> and it was <laughs> it was cool to see you in action, but surprising to see how rarely you chimed in back then. I'll get back to it. That <laughs> and you look absolutely nothing like how I envisioned. Now that's just sounding like some radio shit. <laughs> look, that could actually be like, did she think you look better or worse? Well, I feel like you can never lose because clearly it's a better. Right. right. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to be tall and lanky, dude, <laughs> hidden under a, ball, a baseball cap. You are absolutely Hershey's kiss with cheeks for days, charming smile to boot. No disrespect to the women who really makes you um, really makes you blow horns. Now go ahead and drop my horns here, of course. <laughs> she need them horns. Anyway, fellas, I'm gonna need y'all to understand that the whole entire setup, that the lively panel discussions, the videographer, the intimate venue, those mean mugging eldritch faces, even the long preachy but moving speeches, all of that was template for the one year JEB celebration episode. That you both have lamented about for weeks. Man up. Sure, you can't exactly duplicate that show given the new parameters of the social distancing and COVID-19 pandemic. But I know you two can find a way to revisit that model and tap into the same entertaining energy. As a single woman, that convo with Eldridge and the other man was as infuri- infuriating as it was amusing. And she put the smiling and the cussing out. 
<laughs> emojis. And the conversation with the women was real was real refreshing. Always good to hear Paulette's pearls of wisdom. Hey, hey. Shout out to Mama. For real, y'all need to hook up with your mother with her own podcast. Okay, we got you. Great episode, fellas. Say it every time, and I mean it every single time. <laughs> Eventually, my fellow ear hustlers will, uh, will throw some more five-star reviews. Side note, is the serial Negro still in the game? Asking for, for a friend. friend. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Shout out to Moses. Hey, man, Moses. Hey, like every time he on the podcast, like I can do a whole set. Of just crazy shit he done said on the two times he been on the fight. Yeah, I need to, I need to hit that nigga up, man. Yeah, checking on Moses. Yeah, I'm gonna bro. call him after this. I'm gonna check on Moses. <laughs> I'm gonna call. But yeah, man. Hey, thank y'all for those reviews, man. You know we appreciate it. We love it. Y'all really be holding us down. Yeah, for real, for real. Like I said, man, it's uh, it's surreal, man. We are getting closer and closer to the one year anniversary. Uh, this is episode 44. That's a big deal. I remember us recording episode zero zero like it was yesterday. I remember exactly where we was at and what we were doing. Exactly. <laughs> like I still taste the pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Pause. <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah, it just, it really don't feel like it's been that long. It actually don't. <laughs> it don't. It doesn't. Like and now I listen to Joe Budden podcast as well, so you know it's funny when he be like, "Watch this episode three forty I'm like three forty six, three forty five. I don't know I'm anymore. Like, I'm like, sheesh, them threes, boy. I mean, if he's been doing it for four years, right, right. But I'm just saying, that's it. Sheesh, that's that five. Man, we'll be podcasting in our forties, bro. Yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's it's one thing about it. It's a long man game. Me and Keith were talking about it the other day. Like, I mean, I could be talking shit for a long time. I mean, you're gonna be talking shit. <clears throat> Kids gonna be getting older. Hearing them talk shit is gonna get even better. So, a shout out to Joe Rogan. He really changed the podcast but, but game this what, weekend. Hey, like real quick, just give them a snippet of what that is and what that means for us. All right, so. For the past decade now, he's been podcasting since podcasts have been going. Right. So you have that. He's also been recording all of his podcasts and been keeping all of his rights to his podcast for the past decade. So off of live shows, merchandise, ad revenue, his biggest year last year was like $30 million, right, over 10 years. So what happened was Joe Rogan's podcast is really just on Apple and YouTube. Because when he started podcasting, he started when podcasting was new. So you didn't have uh, Podomatic and Deezer and Pandora, like, carrying. You didn't have Spotify. So he was just on it originally. You know how it is. When you just start something, you just keep it going in the same way. So now he has taken all of his content and signed an exclusive deal with Spotify for not only audio, but video, video as too. well. Now, if y'all know, Joe Rogan's videos... He averages 190 million downloads a month. Right. He goes in. So he's about to take all of those downloads away from YouTube and take it to Spotify. What that does for podcasting is now we just became legitimized. Spotify has already been buying up companies. Right. But to me, companies merging and getting bought up, that's, that happens. That's normal. That's kind of normal. So, actually signing podcasters like rappers. Exactly. And... uh. Charlemagne said this on his podcast this Thursday, and, and it struck a home. 
He said the reason why Spotify is winning and the reason why podcasts are winning is because it's doing the same thing radio used to do, which is you bet on the personality. Right. Nowadays, radio is more of a jukebox DJ shit. But back in the day, you had your Tom Joyners, you had your Ryan Cameron, you had your personality. It's really not personality based like that. Exactly. No so now, podcasters are what? Spotify, focus on personalities. Luminary, they're paid, they focus on personalities. Eventually, Charlemagne dropped the tidbit, and, and, and I'm going to say this, and then um, I might also cut it out because I don't know. Right. So it's. So the what, game, the game is wide is, open, yeah. and we're just gonna let y'all know we're not we're not playing. And, definitely um, not playing. Definitely not playing. And, and you get ready to see a lot of changes uh, on our end, um, and we'll talk and, about. And, later. and I really want the people to know um, more. Con- more content is coming for sure. Like more content coming. <laughs> more, <laughs> more more content coming, and you know, um, just rock with us. Stay with us. You know, you might see some time and day changes, but stay with us. You know, we're just trying to get more content and get, get to them bigger bags, man. Trying to do more for y'all. Um, I'm glad you said what you said because it's a perfect segue. You were talking about Charlemagne and Charlemagne mm. interview inspired this episode. Um, so those that don't know, um, Charlemagne interview um, presidential candidate Joe Biden. And Joe Biden... Got disrespectful at the mouth. Hold on, let me play this real fast. Hold on. I want to ask you about your your, your running mate. Um, I don't know if you saw. Well, I saw the day that a news report broke that uh, Amy Klobuchar was being vetted, and a lot of people on social media they're not too happy about that. And um, it's because they want your running mate to be a black woman. I don't know if you saw the op-ed in the Washington Post by some of the leading black women voices in this country. And they feel since black women are such a loyal voting block and black people saved your political life in the primaries this year. They have things they want from you. And one of them is a black woman running mate. What, what do you say to them? What I say to them is that I'm not acknowledging anybody who is being considered, but I guarantee you there are multiple black women being considered. Okay. Multiple. Well, you know, Thanks so much. That's really our time. I apologize. You can't do that to black media. You I can't do that to white media and black media because my wife has to go on at six o'clock. Okay. Oh, uh oh, I'm in trouble. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. Cause it's I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump. And you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want Damn. something for my community. I would love to see Take you. Take a look at my record, man. I extended the voting racks 25 years. I have a record that is second to none. The NAACP has endorsed me every time I run. Oh, the wor- I mean, come on. Take a look at the record. I have white. I have black friends. I have black friends. And like That was just... That was like are you worth the worst recall for a record. Look, look at my record. I did the voting rights act and um the end of record. What you talking about? I never did nothing for you. Show that I bought you flowers in. Bruh. All right, first of all, let me say this. This is what happens when white boys get too comfortable. When they get too comfortable and they feel like they can say or do anything because you're not gonna do anything back, this is what you get. So, this is how I judge everything. I judge everything. 
Flip the rose. If Donald Trump said this, what would you do? How would you feel? How outraged would you be? Let me just say, it's not even the fact that it's Joe Biden for Donald Trump for me. It's the fact that you're white. Like, I'm just start right there. You're white. You can't define my blackness. My blackness is not connected to a cause. My blackness is not connected to uh, your political agenda. Let me say that. Because if we connect a black, because this is what I think he was trying to say. Let me just try to break what I break down. So what he's saying is, look at my record. I've done a lot for the black community. If you look at Donald Trump, <laughs> that's what he's trying to say. All right, I've done a lot for the black community. Donald Trump is obviously a known supporter of white supremacists. Like, we know that. We know Donald Trump do racist stuff all the time. We know he's ignorant. We know he's the worst president we've ever seen. I'm not arguing that. But what you're saying is, because you support that, which is a white supremacist racist against black progression, you're not black because you're going against me right that's what he's trying to say so if that if that's the case that means every time you lean on the side of something that is for white supremacy and racism you're not black so prime example couple examples um if you did not participate in the nfl boycott you're not black if you still shop at h&m you're not black if you still eat at Waffle House, you're not black. Damn. So, <laughs> look, he said, damn, okay, he's still eating there. <laughs> so, look, my thing is, that's not true. Now, don't get me wrong. As much as I would love for everybody to join the NFL boycott with me, Derek Bozeman himself, my mentor, he's still watching the NFL. Shit. Can't nobody question Derek Blackness. Nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know people that still eat in Waffle House. You can't question their blackness because of that. So, again, for me at root, I'm mad that a white boy was felt that comfortable to say, you not black if you don't vote for me. Especially the only reason why we know you is because you were the VP for the first black president who himself said, I'm not the black president. I'm the white. Red, blue, yellow. Obama himself didn't feel comfortable saying that he's the black president. And you not black if you don't vote for him. He didn't say that himself. And then this, this white boy that comfortable to go there? So, what made me want to have this conversation? Because I wasn't even talking about this today. But when I seen so many people get mad because you trying to hold a candidate accountable. For their actions what they say And that's what I'm seeing Like the agenda is so big on Let's get out Trump That we not caring about what it is I just want to get Trump out You know what I'm saying It's like It's like almost like I want to get a new mattress right I don't give a fuck This mattress is horrible Bring them bricks in here I'm going to lay on them motherfuckers Like 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 It's You You still have to pay attention to what you're replacing it with. And just because I hold somebody accountable don't mean I'm going against them. And Derek said something so um, important when he was on the episode on 34. He said, 
don't allow them to blame black people for this election. And they always try to blame us, right? They always try to say, oh, because we didn't do this or we didn't do that. They try to blame us and, and make us, no matter who, vote blue. Like, that's the worst, most ignorant, sheeple campaign that you can ever push. And it's like, it's like I seen an article that was saying that, you know, the real issue is Biden, the reason why he answered that way, because he felt like he don't have to prove himself worthy of your vote that's really what it is like that's why exactly why is. do i gotta explain myself to you no matter who you gonna vote blue but i'm gonna ask you this what would you say to black people during this election cycle as far as being courted by the republican party um should we be beneficial for us and say well if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna help us on this end we should Double down on that end because clearly the Democrats ain't they they assume that they gonna get our votes. The, uh, the red the red side is saying we'll invest in those votes. So there are no permanent friends, no permanent I enemies. There are only permanent issues, and I will focus on the issue right. And what's happening? People like and you know. I think because we come from such great people, like we come from some of the greatest people to ever walk this earth. Like our ancestors are like fucking comic book heroes. Mm -hmm. When you start thinking about Frederick Douglasses of the world, the Nat Turners, the Malcolm X's, you know what I'm saying? The Dr. Kings, like they're heroes, right? They're your great, great, great grandmama. Right. So it's like, and they're symbols, so a lot of times we, I feel like we lean very heavy on heavy on symbolic things, other than the logical issues that we need to focus on. The tangible. So it's like we're so focused on the individual, we're we're not focused on the system, right? So it's like Biden is an individual. Like we have to be focused on the system that Biden says he's want to runs and control, and that's what we got to speak to. You know what I'm saying? For me, holding you accountable. Me, it's it's like a child. Let's just be real. It's like a child. If you growing up and you see this child, every time they grow up, you tell them to do something, they don't do it. And it's cute because they're young. It might be simple stuff. They pick that up and they don't pick it up. And it, it's simple. You pick up the towel and just keep moving on. Hey, watch that dish. They don't watch the dishes. You know, it was just only one dish, so you watch the dish. You know what I'm saying? And then that child get older to a teenager and start getting to like, Come home. You don't come home. You know what I'm saying? Like, do, go to school. They ain't going to school. It was a pattern that you created because you didn't check his ass. So what we're seeing right here is just patterns of shit. It's, it's like, do something for black people. All right, we're going we to focus on, let's just get in and win right now. Then we're going to come back. You know what I'm saying? Do something for black people. <laughs> like, it's like, these folk will not stick to what they're going to do for us. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, because we keep loud and get away with it. So simple shit like that. Bro, no, I got to check you, bro. Because one thing that's pissing me off about this campaign, if you say anything about Biden, you're supporting Trump. You're not black? Bro, you're not. And that's, that's fucking bullshit. The reason why I came out the goddamn R. Kelly today is because there are several multiple claims of harassment, of sexual harassment from Biden. 
Now, when I'm going to tell you when I was impressed. When you see the actual creator, founder of the Me Too movement come out in support of Biden over a victim, I'm like, but this, this machine is serious. So Ronna Burke, the founder of the Me Too movement, spoke, out, uh, spoke up to explain what she believes is an inconvenient truth about the sexual assault allegations against Joe Biden. Inconvenient truth, bruh. Now we got videos. Like, hold on, let me. I did not come to play today. Hold on one second. Look at this shit. Put me on. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi today advised former Vice President Joe Biden to keep his distance after two women accused him of touching them inappropriately. Nancy Cordes spoke with congressional Democrats. It is a big part of who he is, that he hugs people and connects with people and talks to people. Delaware Senator Chris Coons came to his mentor's defense today. Coons insisted his daughter, daughter was not disturbed by this Whoa. televised nuzzle from former Vice President Joe Biden in 2015. There was a huge bank of cameras, about 50. And Joe, who knows her, leaned forward and whispered some encouragement, look telling her look, that she look, was look. doing great, that she looked wonderful. Did his actions make her feel uncomfortable? No. Uh, my children have known Joe Biden their whole lives. But with a presidential Damn bid my. on the line, Mr. Biden's intimate style is Whoa, now taking a shit. Do I consider it um, inappropriate to smell someone's hair? To get so close that I smell their hair? Yes. The controversy cropped up after two Democrats, former Nevada State Assemblywoman Lucy Flores and former congressional staffer Amy Lapos, described unusual encounters with Mr. Biden. He was talking to me while he was rubbing my nose with his. Other Democratic presidential hopefuls steered clear today. It's good to see you today. As Mr. Biden's team pushed back, issuing quotes from female friends, aides and colleagues who said he never once crossed the line. Mr. Biden himself said it was never his intention to make anyone uncomfortable. House Pelosi. Speaker Nancy Pelosi took her longtime ally to task today, urging him to say more. So to say I'm sorry that you were offended is not an apology. Pelosi. So, look. So again, let me let me put this out here. I'm just gonna say this to y'all. Like one thing that y'all not about to do is try to hold me. You're not about to hold me to say what the fuck you want me to say because we got a weak ass candidate. That's the truth. The truth of the matter is we got a fucking weak candidate mm. going against Donald Trump. And he's so fucking weak. One bad comment, status, or post is that detrimental to his campaign. He's not fucking exciting. And that's how you get people to goddamn come and vote. You get them excited. He's not an exciting candidate. He's not bringing people together. And let's just be real about that. So y'all put his ass up there. Like, I'm mad as fuck. We got to talk to Fort today. I'm mad as fuck with Bernie ass. I got a whole other conversation about that shit. Mm. Like... Let's get to it. But all I'm saying is, you got sexual allegations. You got somebody that feel like he uh, he is the definition of what your blackness is. And you can't say nothing. Nah, bro. You just can't talk to me any kind of way, dog. And I can hold you accountable. And guess what? I can I can go on record and say, yes, I would be voting. I would be voting 
um, this election. But my thing is, I'm never going to vote for anybody without giving my critique and my fault what I see on them. And it's like people be so fucking like my my last question. Why were you not black if you didn't vote for Cory Booker? Why were you not black if you didn't vote for Kamala Harris? Like, what the fuck make him so black where a black man or a black woman wasn't the standard validation of your blackness? Mm. Well, that was, that was deep right there. And get the fuck out of here, man. Like, and fuck everybody that's telling, getting mad because you holding him accountable. Like, that's some bullshit, dog. Like, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm just seeing folk kiss his ass so fucking much. And it's like, like, this who, one. Who you see kissing ass, bro? First of all, all right, so <laughs> let me show you. I'm about to show you this goddamn uh, comment somebody put on my page. Oh, somebody replied to you. No, nah, it wasn't them. I want you to read this shit, bro. This how stupid. Look how stupid these folk is. Just look at this is the the mindset. It was supposed to be a joke, but it's something that people are copying and pasting. So like, this is the mindset. All right. <clears throat> Hold on. What what is this uh, in reply to? What did you put? Uh, read read. All uh, right. So Eldridge put, if Trump said what Biden said, y'all be in an uproar, regardless of who you voting for. You need to admit when they're on some bullshit. You really out here letting Biden define your blackness? Hashtag politics. Hashtag listen to the episode on Tuesday. So, <laughs> so somebody responded and they put, listen, I'm planning on voting for Biden in November, even if one of these situations occur. I have to wear a hazmat suit to stand in line to vote. Biden has an accident and ends up like, Captain Pike on Star Trek and can only communicate one beep for yes, two beeps for no. Biden is revealed to be a Decepticon. Biden, and, and, and that's deep. Look, look. Because Decepticons, <laughs> they evil. Biden pulls off a mask like Scooby-Doo and is revealed to actually be Bernie Sanders. We down for that. Biden is revealed to have a bunch of baby mamas. Trump do, so I mean, he, he's already president. Biden actually has dementia and legitimately chooses Magneto as a running mate and names Thanos the secretary of HUD. That's some bullshit because you said you don't pick a black woman as a running mate. Uh, <laughs> Biden ends up having a fist fight with the Girl Scout. And you know I ain't down for that. Right. So, you know, we know some Girl Scouts. Uh, Biden admits he's a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. Cool. Biden is revealed to actually be an alien from the planet Melmac this entire time, even with Obama. Don't know what that was. Biden... Gets comfortable again and starts calling people his homies. Biden chooses Melania Trump as a running mate. As long as he isn't Trump, I'm voting for him. And let's be real: if you are black and not voting for him, then you must not be black. Hashtag I don't care what they said. Right, and that's from a black woman. Just this, to, just to put it, that stat out, just to put it in perspective. Bullshit. It's like y'all. First of all, <laughs> like, I can't even, like, I can't even understand, I can't. I be seeing shit like that, and the first thing I be wondering is, like, how are we supposed to come up as a people when you don't have any kind of standard? Because truth be told, after coronavirus, like, real talk, after this coronavirus pandemic, because we used to always say, like, what's the worst? 
I mean, what what's what is going to be the worst if Trump gets reelected? Well, that's I, why I want to. That's why I want to bring. I want to bring for and, and again, I say a lot of stuff boldly, but I and I admit when I'm wrong. And I also you can't never say I ever talked about a, a topic and I didn't bring a expert in that subject matter on this podcast to give their opinion. So let me just say that I I give bold personal opinions all the time but i also always bring people that are well studied and well learned in that subject matter to give information that is popular to the people i mean that is necessary for the people saying that to say i got real questions like because in my opinion america is the problem this system is the problem so if if biden get in today what does that mean for us and if he's going to do something, why not tell us that you're going to do it before you do it? Like, it's like they don't want to be held to no obligations of real change, dog. And I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry. In my lifetime, I have seen more progression for other movements of human rights than I have for black people. I've seen LGBTQ movement get way more than us. I've seen it. You know what I'm saying? I've seen, and, and guess what? I'm not even saying they don't deserve it. I'm just saying, don't get mad at us when we trying to hold you accountable to the same shit they get to hold you accountable for. Like the the uh, a black man, there's pictures of President of Barack Obama and Biden running through the White House with rainbow flags. You will never see them running through the White House with RBG flags. Why the fuck is that? It's because you don't hold them accountable, and you don't. And you know what? We always talk about this shit. You don't feel like you fucking deserve that shit. That's why you do that. Like, I never understood people that go against reparation. Black people that go against it. Nigga, what if we do get it? But your ignorant ass talking about, oh, that's too, that's too device. Nigga, we don't pull three uh, stimulus packages. That's reparations. I was about to say, my nigga, we just got, I mean, not us, but we see how reparations can work. That They can just print that shit and give it to you. Yeah. It's that simple. And if they going off of your taxes, when you check whether you black or white, they can give it to everybody who check black. So it could happen. So I'm like, fuck these niggas, bro. Like, let me call goddamn for it so we can get into this conversation because I'm not the expert. I'm just listening to R. Kelly until y'all hold this man accountable. Hey, Eldridge. Senator Fort, how you doing, sir? Good, man. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the first person I'm going to bring to the microphone, he is no stranger to the Just Elders podcast. Last time you heard him was episode 34. Mama, why is the mayor taking my house? He gave us some insight then. He gave us some predictions that came true. And today we want to talk about where we stand in this political climate. Please give a round of applause to my good friend, my mentor, Senator Vincent Fort. What's up, brother? Uh, man, I'm I'm doing well. Hunkered down in the house. Uh, the last time we talked was before the pandemic man. Uh, crisis, so it's good to be with you. And uh, looking forward to this uh, conversation, my brother. Hey, look, the last time I seen you, that was the actual last time we had the studio open. We have been okay. remotely since then, so it's been about nine weeks, man. We uh staying in, but. A lot of changes have made. Um, your boy Bernie, 
He's no longer yeah. in the race, man. Um, let's talk. Let's just start. <laughs> well, uh, Bernie, uh, the last time we talked, Bernie was still in the race. Uh, but uh, I think South Carolina had not occurred yet. The South Carolina primary had not happened. Mm. Uh, and uh, Joe Biden, uh, it was, it, it, it's really historic. It never happened before. A candidate with no money had not gone up in TV uh, very much, uh, won the South Carolina primary, and then won successive uh, uh, primaries without any money. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's where we are. Bernie dropped out, Elizabeth Warren dropped out, others dropped out, and uh, uh, have endorsed Joe Biden, so we're on to November. So you endorse uh, Joe Biden as well? Uh, I have not endorsed him uh, at this point. Uh, I'm supporting him, uh, but I've not heard directly from the Biden campaign. But you know, I am supporting Senate, uh, Senate uh, Vice President Biden. Uh, you know, the, at the end of the day, getting Donald Trump out of the White House is. Uh, absolutely critical to uh, turning this country around and trying to implement the progressive uh, policy uh, ideas that I uh, supported Bernie for. So here's my here's my thing. I agree. Mm -hmm. Everybody want to get Donald Trump out. Mm -hmm. The frustration part to me is. If you say anything about Biden, whether it's holding him accountable, asking him a legitimate question, you get jumped on and beat up on like, oh, you must support Trump. And yeah. why is that? Why? I mean, why is it that he is untouchable? He is un, um, you're, you're unable to critique this man. Well, see, the thing is, uh, even before uh Biden was the presumptive nominee. There were a lot of people that believed that if you question Biden, if you question the establishment, the Democratic establishment, you were in some way trying to uh, help elect Trump. And let's be very clear, uh, we don't leave our brains at the door when we do politics. Right. Uh, you know, we demand a few things, transparency, openness, and most importantly, uh, as progressives, as Democrats, we demand a honest debate and discussion and conversation about the issues. So that is the critical thing. And so at the same time that we want to get Biden elected and defeat Trump, uh, we can have a discussion uh, like Bernie Sanders is having right now uh, with him and others, with Biden and others about what the best policy is. You know, I still believe in Medicare for All uh, or what I'm going to call universal health care. Uh, I still believe in tuition-free college uh, where all children, all young people have an opportunity to achieve the American dream. 
I believe in uh, making the 1% pay their fair share. Uh, and uh, so, you know, I, I, you, you can't leave your brains at the door. Right. Uh, and anybody who tells you that, oh, you shouldn't say this, that, or the other thing about Biden is really doing not, is doing him a disservice, is doing uh, themselves a disservice, but they're also doing uh, the voters a disservice because that's what democracy is about. An open and transparent debate about ideas and letting people work within the system to achieve their goals with those ideas. And the thing is, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, but uh, you you heard the recent statements. If you decide on whether to vote for me, if you don't vote for me, uh, you're not black. For me, I just, I felt like, I see what he was trying to say, but I felt like it was such an out-of-line statement because, bro, I can't have no white boy trying to define my whiteness. That's for me. Like, you can't you can't tell me. That's like, if, if that's the case, why are we not vote black if we didn't vote for Kamala Harris? Or Cory Booker when there were actually black people on the uh on the ballot, why was it not such a call for black people to stand in strong alliance then versus now with this white boy? And that's why I got I'm like I don't I ain't with that, bro. Yeah, I, I think your analysis is spot on, brother. Uh, on the on the one hand, we understand what he was saying, essentially that Trump is the a bad choice for black people. Okay. Uh, but, uh, I agree with that, but at the same time, um, you know, you can't tell me, uh, how I should think or not think. Right. Uh, for example, am I less black because I've, I supported Bernie Sanders. I believe that Bernie Sanders policies were best designed to help the masses of people, especially black people. Yeah. And so I, I, so I think you're spot on in your analysis and see Bob, well, you know, we have got to educate him, you know, that, uh, and we've got to make sure that we don't, you know, that we cannot speak we cannot um, uh, act. We cannot do things off the cuff. Things have to be well thought thought through. Um, things have to be discussed. You you just can't say whatever comes to your the tip of your tongue. So uh, you know you got to you got to uh, think about it because look look yeah. based off what he said. This is what I think, and I want you to know. I wanted to see what you, if you agree or not. Based off saying he's the black choice, that's what he's saying. You remember the black slate that they used to do? Yeah. Uh, the black slate with right. the, uh, black Madonna. So he's technically mm-hmm. saying he's the black slate candidate for the uh, presidential election. Cool. With that being said, is he not obligated now to choose a black woman as a VP? Oh, I think before his. Uh before misspeaking and especially now uh, selecting a black woman is absolutely critical because let me tell you this, you know, uh, 
by the amount of votes that he lost, a few thousand, you know, I think 30 to 50,000 votes were the votes that he lost in in Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Shoot, let me tell you this, you got in Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and Detroit, you got a million voters that stayed home. Right. Uh, and if he's going to energize those voters, I mean, people, particularly young black people, but African-Americans generally, and young people in particular, are going to be uh, motivated to vote, particularly when you have uh, these kind of misstatements. So I think it's, uh, in order to turn out uh, black people in Cleveland and Milwaukee, Detroit, uh, and uh, uh, other states, swing states in Florida and uh, other places, he in uh, Phoenix uh, and uh, other places, he's going to have to uh, a selected African American woman, and uh, to kind of make people to energize people because he's just not excited uh, on me. I'm I'm sorry. Like Joe Biden has never been I, to me. He wasn't. He was for and, and this is. I'm just speaking for me. He sure. was never exciting for me. Um, when President Obama ran, I was looking at Obama the whole time. Joe Budden, right. Joe Joe has always been just this uh, kind of goofy white guy. He's just like a goofy, cool white guy. Like it, it, it would never mm-hmm. nothing excited about me politi- him politically about it. So now they trying to dress him up like he has just been this big deal, and he just hasn't to the people. Yeah. Like and now you got to get something shiny. And I can actually go on record and say, out of all the women that they say he's supposed to be picking. Elizabeth Warren was my choice just because, you know, Warren, she was for reparations. Mm-hmm. And I'm rocking with that. So, mm-hmm. so that, mm-hmm. although, you know, I love to see a sister, but I can go on record and say I was rocking with Warren. Yeah. I mean, Elizabeth Warren would have been a great choice. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, uh, there are two or three uh, African American women uh, who are. Being considered, from what I understand, your favorite uh, the, Keisha. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, there's Keisha. There's uh, Demings yep. uh, from Florida, who I guess is kind of a outside on the outside lane. Uh, Keisha uh, uh, Abrams is being considered, but uh, you know, I think that Kamala Harris. Uh, is uh, someone yeah, I like you know, probably too. has the favorite is the I think the favorite you know from uh, the discussions that I'm having but uh, so I think Kamala Harris would be a good pick would be an excellent pick for the reasons you just mentioned to energize black people right uh, you know having the sister on the ticket someone who is just you know, as good as they get, you know, in terms of uh, her intellect. Uh, now, we, you know, we need to make sure that her policy positions are, uh, 
you know, I mean, the thing about it, Elizabeth Warren is that we know that her policy positions, uh, you know, were right on. I mean, the first, you know, I'd heard about Elizabeth Warren, Professor Warren, but back in 2008, she came up with the idea for a consumer finance protection uh, agency. And, yeah, I, you know, I heard about that. I heard about that. And I was doing a lot of stuff on predatory lending. And she came up with this idea to protect consumers against predatory loans and other abuses. So uh, I'll never forget, I started calling around the congressional delegation, you know, uh, demanding that they uh, fight for her to be uh, the the, um, director of the Consumer Finance Protection Agency. You know, in retrospect, I'm glad he, <laughs> she wasn't, you know, because about, they just blocked her. Right. The Republicans blocked her, but, you know, we would not have had her in the Senate. Uh, and the other thing about Elizabeth Warren is a Democrat, uh, there's a Republican governor in Massachusetts. Uh, so that Republican okay. governor would be the person selecting the her replacement in the Senate. And, yeah. and, I, and, we, and we were talking about that too. Like it's hard when you see people in these major seats that we need move into another position. So like, I agree yeah. with you wholeheartedly on that. Yeah. Because if Democrats are going to take back the Senate, they, they don't need to lose a seat right off. Um, but the other thing I want to say, and this is very important, uh, you know, between now and the convention, uh, the Democratic convention, uh, what progressives who supported Bernie and uh, Elizabeth Warren have to do, you know, the selection process for being a delegate to the convention is going on now. And so there are, uh, it's very important that progressives uh, the Bernie Bernistas and Elizabeth Warren folk go to Milwaukee and it looks as if it's going to be a uh, mostly, if not totally virtual uh, convention and get on those platform committees because the platform just to make sure that everybody knows is the policy positions of the democratic party and universal health care, uh, uh, tuition free college, uh, taxing the 1%, if those p- policy positions are going to be uh, adopted, we're, you know, we're going to need uh, folk on the ground at that convention, virtually on the ground, fighting for those policy positions. So uh, I think, and, you know, maybe I can come back, uh, bef- you know, before the convention, you know, I, I, you know, I may... I think we, we really need to uh, talk about uh, how that all works. But, uh, you know, the, the Sanders movement, you know, uh, this is uh, the most uh, uh, important part of what is going to be going on with the Democratic Party between now and the convention. Adopting a platform that it, you know, people like you who, you know, were supporting Elizabeth or Bernie, 
you know, we're also going to Messiah issues because at this point, that's that's what we're going to need to win on the blue side. It's gonna, we're going to win issue based because we don't got the personality to just build it up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just, we're not excited about the person, so the platform's yeah. got to be important. And I definitely want to bring you back. Um, okay. Just to break that down, like you're almost right. about to become our in-house political uh uh person that we just call on to give us that insight on this stuff. Because no problem, my brother. Glad to do it. I do got a question uh, though. I got a question yeah. that sounds uh-huh. like it can sometimes come off provocative, but this is a conversation that I hear on the lower level. Okay, so like for black people, if Donald Trump was to win again, why is that so bad? Versus, why is it so bad if Biden wins? You know, I, I understand how people, uh, why that's the case. But the bottom line is this. At the end of the day, if you want better health care, if you want your children uh, to have a better shot at going to college, you go uh, support uh, Joe Biden. Now, I mean, Trump at the end of the day is not just a racist and misogynist. Uh, he is also a uh, a tool of Wall Street in big business. Uh, what we have to do, one, is make sure that the Democratic Party stays true to its ideals. Uh, you know, the Democratic Party in 2016 with Hillary Clinton, you can believe it, became the party of Wall Street. <laughs> you know? So we're going to have to make the Democratic Party do right, number one. And number two, get uh, Democrats elected in the Senate and in the House who are going to have progressive ideals. And we need to fight to expand healthcare, <laughs> you know, but to be very specific about your question, right now, the Trump administration is in court trying to do away with Obamacare, okay? So elect Donald Trump. See see what's not so bad. Elect Donald Trump. You're going to have Medicaid expansion, gone. You're going to have Obamacare proper, the, the basic Obamacare gone <laughs> and so uh, you know you're talking about 31 I believe 31 to 50 million people will be without health care wow. uh, so uh, when someone says well Donald Trump ain't so bad they, they need to understand this isn't about personalities this uh, you know and we could talk even more about it but this is about practical realities. The 40 people, 40 million to 50 million people who have Obamacare, Medicaid expansion are at risk of losing that with uh, Donald Trump at the White House. And I don't know about you, Dot, but you know, uh, at the end of the day, uh, the disproportionate number of those, those people who have uh, health care. Uh, it's, it's us. It's our people. It's and people I, of color, and black, brown, and I, working class folk. 
So this is this is about I like Joe Biden. I ain't trying to sleep with him. I ain't trying to have a beer with no Joe Biden. <laughs> shit, shit. I tried to get stuff for my people. I want stuff for my people. Right. And you I, know, so and I think, that's, I, think that's, nah, I like it. Nope. Like first of all, I like how you put it. And what's happening, a lot of people are getting turned off because they don't say it like you just said it. You just said, look, Donald Trump is a racist. He's doing all this stuff. These are This is stuff that he's trying to take away that affects black people directly. Joe Biden, yeah, yeah. I ain't saying I love him. I ain't trying to be his best friend. But when it comes to getting mm-hmm. stuff for us, it might be the easiest to get it from him. You know, and, for example, I had an intern when I was in the legislature. I had an intern in my state senate office. She got sick. I said, oh, okay, what's up with that? I mean, do you have a church? She said, no. Uh, I heard on the uh, internet that Obamacare was a setup, that uh, Obamacare was just some kind of way they were going to get you on mind control. I said, fool. If you, <laughs> I, said, I, I said it just like that. I said, fool, are you crazy? You could get a Obamacare almost free because she could have go to the damn doctor. She could have paid to go to the doctor. You know what I'm saying? Right. I said, fool, go get all online. And guess what? She went online and she had to pay like $30 a month or something like that. You know, what we have to do is not talk emotionally, but we have to talk about you know, what is best for our children our families and uh, you know our seniors and those kind of things uh, now <laughs> but I want to make sure that people understand that this ain't voting isn't the only thing we have to hold people, people accountable and that's all I want to <laughs> say you don't even got to go deep accountability okay. is what I want and right. and I feel like right now it's it's almost a, a arrogance of you can't hold me accountable. I don't have to prove why I deserve your vote. I'm mm-hmm. blue, no matter who vote blue, and I mm-hmm. think that's the dumbest yeah. saying ever created. Yeah, yeah, and he he really needs to be careful. Biden does from here to November. He needs to be humble because. You know, if you're on a date with somebody, you go out on a date with somebody and uh, you take them for granted. You don't open the door for them. You, uh, you know, you, you don't, you know, you ask them out and you ask them, oh, you got to pay your, your part on this date. No, you take it me for what? Granted. And are you go? Are you gonna go out with that person again? No, not. You ain't go. The next time they call, you gonna let it go to voicemail. And that's all <laughs> I'm saying. Ain't no right. second date. So I hope that Biden and his people understand there ain't no second dates now. You 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 messed up this one time, but I'm just afraid that uh, black people, particularly brothers, are gonna stay home. And, and, you know, that's why we bring you on to speak some senses to some people that a lot of people are turning them off. 
because yeah. you, you know just mm. not not holding nobody accountable, especially when you know like men we get mm-hmm. held accountable for everything. So it's like, oh man, please, I'm like, they blame so, us. They blame black men for electing uh, Donald Trump. Right. A white woman did this in my presence. Of course, I had to uh, kind of pull her cow a little bit. But you know that's. But having said that, now I want to. I do want to come back on, and maybe sooner than later, depending on your schedule, to talk about how black men. Uh, well, just with the, that, but more generally, what their role is in this election. I mean, black men could be uh, the solution. Uh, could be critical in this election season. And I have some ideas, some theories, and some numbers. Uh, so I want to talk to brothers. I want to have a discussion about brothers and uh, the election of 2020. So we'll That's do that, man. Center for it, man. I love you. Thank you so much for coming on, as always. Thank you for being a friend to the Just Average Podcast, brother. All right. Hey, uh, thank you for making a difference. Uh, in the lives of uh, people generally and black people in particular, brother. Yes, sir. Take care. Okay. Come on. Y'all, hear the f- Y'all heard it first. Goddamn Biden. Yo ass. Yeah, yeah. Better be humble, motherfucker. <laughs> Better sit your ass down. <laughs> hey, look. For real, man. I, uh... I like when Fort come on because uh like Fort really loved his poli- uh politics stuff. Like he loved it for real, for real. So for folk that don't know, Senator Fort, uh he came in office. I think he was elected back in nineteen ninety five. I think that's uh when he went to two thousand seventeen. Uh one of his biggest claim to fame, other than being just a straight fighter for black people, he wrote the strongest uh, predatory lending law ever in the country um, because when these banks were taking people homes him and Bozeman just went up there and fought and literally got people homes uh, back based off of predatory la- predatory loans that they had uh, got so Senator Ford I call on him because he has always been a person that has fought diligently for our people and uh, he can speak truth to it and I like what he said he was just like look I don't love Biden, but shit, if we're going to get something done, more likely it's going to be on that side. Whether you agree or disagree, this is the information we're putting it out for y'all on the podcast. Let me uh, call this next person. Hello. Brother Horace, how you doing, sir? Doing good, man. Ladies and gentlemen, next person I'm going to bring to the microphone. Super excited about this brother coming on. Uh, probably one of the smartest um, brothers I know. Um, very intelligent, hard worker, amazing brander, builder. Um, created a platform called Empowered. I'm excited to introduce that to all of the listeners out there because I think more than ever, this platform is needed. Y'all do me a favor. Give a round of applause to my brother, my friend, Horace Williams. (laughs) 
Hey, I appreciate that uh, long review, man. Thank you very much for the introduction. Man, how you doing, bro? Blessed, man. Especially in these times. Yeah, man. You know, just real fast, I'm going to dive right into it. So, I got a level of frustration um, at the beginning of this uh, podcast. I just kind of went on a whole rant on why mm. I was very annoyed with this Joe Biden and this election and everything that's happening. Because the issue is, um, for me, there's a level of accountability that people are trying to dodge when it comes to uh, our candidate on the Democratic side. And um, mm-hmm. for me... I don't care about the candidate at this point. Like the last candidate I cared about, his name was Barack Obama, and he's no longer here. That's who mm-hmm. I cared about, right? So now yes, it's a issue based thing. So before, I'm not gonna lie, folks used to be like, "Oh, you just voted for Kim because he was black." Hell, damn right I did. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna be right. Like hell yeah, I, I voted for his ass for his black. You know what I'm saying? And so, what? But this is different. This is you not black, bro. Like although you think you are, because obviously if I don't vote for you, I'm not black. However that works. Um, mm. this is more so rooted in issues for me. And one yeah. thing I love about what you built, your platform empowered, it is very much an advocacy issue cause based platform that allows yes, people sir. to organize and galvanize. So I'm gonna give you an opportunity to just tell people about it, what it does and why would, why should we be using it now? Yeah, certainly. So, you know, interestingly enough, um, whenever you're in a political space, people always ask, well, are you in, you know, elections or campaigns? And, and I think that's a big difference with us because that's not our area of focus, you know, empowered centralizes on enabling people to communicate, and engage effectively those who represent them who are currently in office. And what we also do is we also connect them to organizations and connect organizations to our members, advocacy groups in particular, um, to help each other mobilize and, and lobby elected officials around the causes that impact them on a daily basis, in particular on the local level. Uh, why is that important right now? It's important right now because the elections that are happening at the federal level and state level, even at the legislative and, and, and congressional levels, um, you know, there's policy ordinances that impact you today that are written by your city council members, you know, by your county commissioners. You know, there is a level of judicial uh, uh, oversight that happens at the municipal and county and state level that impacts you just as much and probably more than anything that happens at the uh, congressional level. And these people are folks that are responsible uh, to represent you and how laws are essentially uh, uh, governed um, with regards to your jurisdiction, your neighbors, your friends, your family. You know, that, that's what's really, really important. You know, these campaigns will help us, will make us lose sight sometimes. But once they're in office, um, the accountability the issues, the legislation, the laws, that's now, now we have to start talking. You know, the campaigns, everybody, I, I have one quick thing to say, and then I'll kind of uh, give it back to you. But one thing we have to remember about campaigns is people campaign to win. They say what they need to say to essentially get the audience that they believe they can reach in order for them to effectively make it past Tuesday. Right. 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 And, um, and, 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 and that is one thing that is not, necessarily how they will act once they are in office. And that is 
heavily based upon, in, in many ways, and I've had elected leaders tell me this directly, is the squeakiest wheel. Who's the loudest? Who's the one that engages them and keeps them accountable once they're in those seats? And voting is one way of holding them accountable, but there are several other ways, especially if you educate yourself on the topic and get yourself engaged and involve yourself with other people and peers that will help you, uh, you know, create leverage so you can get things done in your community. So I um I love the platform. So I'm on your website right now. Uh, it's 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 beautiful, and I tell you this all the time. Uh, <laughs> every time I own it. So for those that don't know, right now I want you to go to empowered.com. That is e m p o w r d dot com. Empowered.com. Just don't use the e in empowered, and that's how you get there. Uh, democracy is hard. Empowered is easy. Um, this platform, one thing I love about it, once you log in, you put in your address, your zip code, all your information, and it automatically shows you who your leaders are, from your mayor to your uh, school board representative to your uh, Senate, your uh, House representative. It breaks down a lot because most people don't know this. If you ask people no. what district they live in, they couldn't tell you <laughs> who's there. Yeah, we have a city council, but who represents you? Is it Andre? Is it uh? You know what I'm saying? Like who who yeah, is your, yeah. who is your representative? Who do you call on for issues? And and again, a lot of times for us, it's rooted deeper than a lot of this. A lot of times we don't know that we actually can complain. Oh man, you know what I'm saying? Like we don't. It's everything. Like we don't really understand that system and that process because. I think if people like I always was fascinated, right? It's simple ways to educate people. So if you go to the I don't know last time when you've been to court for a ticket or, you know, just these little municipal courts or whatever. When you in there, these judges be talking to these grown ass people like fucking kids. They be yep. talking so much shit, taking license, doing all I'm like, y'all really <laughs> if you really educated them people and let them realize that motherfucker was voted in. Do you know how many of them gonna be at the poll just because you took my license, bro? <laughs> like, yeah. just because you took my license, dog, I'm coming for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Look, education is a license to confidence, right? Right. And once you once you realize, you know, there is so much that we are as the people meek and shy about, and 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 we don't, you know, engage, you know, impactfully about simply because we don't have the education. I give you an example. I have. A person, I won't say that gentleman's name, but I remember he told me one time he led a rally, city hall, because he's well networked individual. And he said, and once he got hit there, <laughs> he didn't know what to do, <laughs> right? And and the thing is, is that they know that, right? Like they know that this is going to last today, and then you're going to go home and ain't never going to hear from you again. You know, the people that get things done, it is it, 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 a small group of, of privileged folks who have the time and the education to understand who they need to talk to and the votes that they control within their local district. And they harass the heck out of any elected official that they know uh, needs to do something for them that impacts their quality of life. And if you don't have the understanding, like it's easy to do on social networks and to get into these large crowds and rah-rah and everything else along those lines. And those are important for sometimes you need that for, you know, for awareness sake. But the next, point of that. I would say, you know what the scariest thing to most people is? Is to go into the city hall or the Capitol and they'll go face-to-face -face with somebody and have a conversation with them about what it is you need. Because that requires you to get rid of all the rah-rah and all the other stuff and actually understand what it is you're talking about. 
right. actually understand the need that you legitimately have and then bring it to the person that can actually do something about it. Because those quiet conversations, that's what scares people because they just don't have the pathway. And in many cases, they don't even know who they're supposed to talk to. I've gone to the Capitol so many times and have been around so many people that are at the ropes that are just like, man, um, how do I figure out who, who I, I talk to and, and who's my city council or what, my, I'm not city council, my, my legislator or whatever the case may be. And it just sucks. And they know that. They smell that. And, not, and, you, and you don't become a priority as a result of that because they've got constituencies of 50,000, 50,000 people and they're like, hey, you know, I hear what you're saying, boss, but you're not going to be, you know, the impactful force, you know, come my next election day because you don't even know what's really going on. And, but once you do, it doesn't take much. You'll see the difference. I promise you. You know, I was, I'm, you know how they say hair clubs men, not only the, the president, I was a client. You know, that, that was me, you know, a few years ago. It, it, it maybe about five, six years ago before I started this. I was not, I didn't jump in power because I knew everything. I jumped into it because I knew I couldn't live uh, the life that I needed to live and represent my family properly, properly without knowing these things. You know, I can't know, I can't, you know, you can't watch TV and see all the things that's happening to us and not feel some level of accountability when you don't understand the society that's governing you. Right. And for me, that was what made me take the next step. I said, can I bring a son into this world and not understand it? And then if something happens to him, not know what to do. And I couldn't live with that. That was uncomfortable for me. So that's what helped me make the next step. And when you start to take that step and you start to learn, it's like taking the, the pill in the matrix. <laughs> like you can't, you can't come back. You know, if you learn how all this stuff works, you get deeper and deeper in it. And, and it's going to make you a better person for yourself. It's going to make you more confident in general. It's going to make you a better person for your community. You know, it's going to make you the person that you need to be for your family and your friends. One thing I love about the uh, platform, it just gives you an opportunity to um, really communicate really fast. So I was talking to one of my friends who's a House representative here in Georgia. Their district specifically has over uh, almost uh, 80, 80 to 100,000 residents in their uh, district. Mm-hmm. Uh, the voter turnout is about 20,000 every year. So yeah. that person wins with literally probably 13 to 16,000 votes every election. But mm-hmm. out of those 16,000 voters, they she's uh she told me that that whole district what happens the decision she makes is really determined based off of a couple of hundred people that actually yep. call and ask. You got it. <laughs> so so you, got so you got a couple of hundred people making decisions for thousands of people. And that's because those thousands of people are not empowered with the information. And it's hard to be empowered with the information if you don't have the proper tools. And, you know, I commend you for creating that tool that can empower us all. So, again, I'm encouraging everybody right now. The app is in the App Store. It's on Apple and uh, Android, Google Play Store. Download the app. Use it. Uh, review the app for me Tell the people about it We'll make sure we put it in the show notes um, I just appreciate you brother uh, Just for all the work you're doing Do you got any uh, last comments, statements You want to say before we wrap up uh, I would just say You know um, uh, Once again uh, you know, Thank you for having me on the show And to all the people involved Just you know, remember that There's a lot that happens in your community and there's a lot that you can become involved in relatively fast, you know, starting by, you know, 
helping out, you know, uh, uh, you know, your, your community board or your HOA or your NPU. And I know some of these things can get a little confusing, but you know, once you start local, you empower yourself and you become more of a force for your city, for your county, for your state. You know, take a step by step, step and immerse yourself into the process. You know, and you'll feel like a better person for it. And, uh, and that's all, you know, and I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for having me. Man, thank you very much, dude. Give him a round of applause. Can't wait to have you back on, though. All right. Please do it, man. Thank you. Dope app, man. It's a dope app. Um, yeah, I use it a couple times before just to see what's up. Plug in. He done added some more features to it, too. Hey, but look, you know what? I feel um, Fort made me feel better. I ain't going to lie. It was a lot of people. Like I was watching Isaac Hayes on, on IG go in by <laughs> and shit. So... He he probably pissed me off the most because um let me see I'm pulling up his IG this brother was given the equivalent is that the right right equivalent 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 um phrase of shut up and dribble to every black person that was going against Biden. Mm-hmm. Like he was like so. Prime example. I'm gonna let you read this because this. Um, I told everybody what Biden did is what uh, you know, black people like how your daddy and your mama used to be. She already didn't want to take you to McDonald's, but because you couldn't find your shoes fast enough, you did one thing. You know, oh y'all fussing? Fuck it, we ain't going. Shut the whole thing down. All black people needed was a reason, exactly. and this was that reason. Like he said, I ain't black. Fuck it, we ain't voting for Biden. Like so, look, he, so what Biden I not coming back from this. Look, so you got that part, and then she responded right here. So Amanda Seal, she's on. Um, everybody know her from the real, the real. She's on Insecure, but she does have a political voice. Very strong voice. Yeah, so she Very be she, she a sister. This is a sister that be going hard. Now this what on both sides. This is sister that be standing up and going hard. So like, my thing is, this is why I appreciate Amanda Seal. Like I can't expect nobody to be perfect, but when you actually take your influence and you stand on the side of black people, bro, that's not something that we see a lot. I'm a champion here before I champion Biden any day. So you gotta you gotta read it. You gotta yeah. read. All right, so so Amanda Seals replies and says, "Don't believe the hype. He has never been a friend to the black community through his policy and legislation, ever." So on that note, I a thousand percent agree with Amanda Seals because okay. this because this is the type of shit she be on, but she be on other shit too. All right. The the response to this is, and this is why Amanda Seals is a huge threat to the black community everywhere. She's selfish, self-centered, narcissistic, and divisive. And this is why I said that about Amanda Seals is that Isaac Hayes picked the perfect one to go against because Amanda Seals has been wrong in a lot of shit, and she's not always super on black people's side. Right. You know what I'm saying? She's a lot of times... The statements that she make to Isaac's point is around self-centeredness. It's around being sensational, to be on the real, to you know, be Amanda Seals. Like, okay, you know what I mean. So, 
it's one of those things where she's the wrong person. You know how they have the wrong person to be in the fight? Like, yeah, it's a righteous fight, but you're the wrong person to do it because you didn't. You're the wrong person to say it. Exactly. Right. That's that's basically what this is. And then it doesn't help the cause because the issue is this. Amanda Seals is a thousand percent right. A thousand percent right. But because of all the bullshit she did before, Isaac Hayes going to jump on the bullshit from before and not address. Same thing with the Snoop Dogg and Gail King thing, right? Remember when she called out to Kobe? Once Snoop called her a bitch, everybody forgot the disrespect on Kobe, and everybody harped on that bitch thing. So that's what that's just what happened in that statement. Like Amanda Seals a thousand percent right. Like when it comes to Biden and black community, he's not as peachy clean as you want to make it. But what, I, it what is, I, I just don't like the what I guess my biggest thing is. So he said it about Amanda Seals. He said it about Diddy. It's just like it just it's on a very. Don't listen to their music. Don't buy their liquor, but don't listen to a word when it comes to them black politics and black people. And it's like, okay, cool. Even if they're not the most well, who said Biden is? Like, I just want to know the rubric. What is the what is the measuring stick? Yeah, yeah see, like, and that's what I'm saying. I think that's what your your conflict it's, is. It's, it's like I can understand that. But Biden isn't the yeah, one so, so it's that like, we should be going like, for. So you like completely shutting motherfuckers down, like, and Biden is the one. He's the true God, like. Yeah. Because my thing is, if it, if it was I've that serious, I've already publicly said, I think celebrities like they get on my nerve because they not. I mean, I just said yeah, on the last yeah, episode. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, I, just, I just said what he's saying. Yeah. My issue with him is don't discredit that. To double down on Biden. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like you exactly. discrediting this to double down on some, some. That's even more bullshit to me. And my thing is, if niggas want to double down this hard on Biden, why y'all didn't do this shit for Hillary? Because Hillary was a thousand times more qualified than Biden. And not a niggas, woman if you didn't vote for Hillary. Oh, they ain't gonna say that though because fifty two percent of white women did that, right. and that and that takes away the whole feminist movement. Right. If you if you go against. 52% of white women Which is more than half That's a majority Of white women You're not right? a woman If you didn't vote for Hillary Like So it's some bullshit man I, I ain't gonna lie I just, just seeing people Double down And like Come to uh, Biden's aid With no accountability For what was <laughs> and, and, and what I'm gonna say Like this ain't no episode To promote Trump With all those folks Gonna try to say that This is an episode Just to speak the facts Biden is not a Perfect candidate And The more y'all Keep saying that The more Motherfuckers that Have the ability to vote They not gonna do it Because y'all flexing Because y'all are making it seem like This is our only option When What we really could be Focusing on is Focus on local Democrats Doing what they need to do Senators State reps And that way If Trump does become president then you have this buffer of senators and house representatives and states people but, who can go against that shit. But that's not what they're trying to tell us. They're trying to make it seem like Biden's the only one. When Biden gets in office, Kemp's still gonna be the fucking governor of Georgia. So what does that change for you? I want to say, man. I just all I'm saying is like, look, you just motherfucker. Too. It's, it's what I always say 2024 about twenty twenty four Yeezy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Easy said he running in 2024 I don't want to hear none of this backlash When this nigga announced himself Hey look all I've been saying about Like he put Andrew Soch I've been telling you this For the longest like 
I can't listen to Brilliant Idiot Podcast because I just feel like that's a real comfortable white boy. Like, <laughs> that, that white boy is just real comfortable. Just that's like, a good example. Like, he's just real comfortable. He say a lot of shit that's like, hold on now. If I was in the room with you, you, you would have got to tell something. Like, uh, hold on now. Like, I slapped the shit out your ass. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's, he's one cat that I really know I couldn't be around like that. It's, because it's, it's a different, because check out what's the white bun of Joe Button podcast? Rory. Rory. Yeah. Check, listen to Rory. Let's see, Rory pledged. Any yeah. white boy that pledges, oh, they, they get it. They already know. You understand. I ain't you understand. All, all, all my white Sigma homies, I fuck with them. Like, like and then, you know, I got white boys that are just like, uh, Matt, Matt, Matt. Yeah. Cool white man, Matt. <laughs> Whatever. Matt, Matt would, yeah. Cool white man, yeah. Matt. <laughs> but even Matt, remember you trying to like. Talk he, about the black business, right? He, well, not even that. No, he was saying how he didn't even want to son the actors to make it seem like they were minor actors in this role because they could, like, just because he's conscious enough to say he don't want to make it seem like. I know I'm white. This could come off a certain way. Right. I appreciate that. So, all I'm saying is, that white boy got real comfortable. And what's what, what? Pretty much, he said nigga. And everybody like, man, he cool, though. Like, I mean, he cool. Like, nah, 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 he cool. He cool. He, cool. he from here. Nah, he said nigga. And then the niggas that said he was cool, you look at them like, nigga, you ain't cool. From, you ain't from... <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. The funny thing, the funny thing I seen on uh, uh, Isaac Hay page, like he had said, uh, <laughs> "Look at this shit right here." Uh, he had put up a post, and that shit said, "Rich and famous black people don't speak for all black people." And then somebody commented under, like, uh, "Neither do you." <laughs> he was like, "You rich by way of your daddy." <laughs> I was about like, to say, like, like nigga, ain't, uh, ain't you, don't you fall halfway in that category? Or? But he, he said he not that rich. Like, he's, he rich, but he not the goddamn, like, the Drake. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, like I said, Biden lost this election. Um, what this shit is going to show us is that uh, either this is going to, like, like we talked about on the last podcast, this time is a heavy time for black people. And either we're going to double down on being black or we're going to split up. Because once Trump gets reelected, we got 2024 is going to be the next big. Because by then, Republicans are going to have to get our vote. Because there's going to be Republican versus Democrat. So, so 2024 is when we're going to see. I'll say this. I remember last election. I remember exactly what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Get into the bag. I mean. Get into the bag. I remember, and I was more confident back then that he would lose. Yeah, yeah. I just don't have that same level of confidence. I'm just gonna be real, bro. I, 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 to, I just told you, Biden just gave you that was the re, that was the you you didn't been with him, you don't piss your mom off of some stupid shit. Fuck it, we shut the whole thing. And you like really? Because I couldn't. Because you told me to come right now. Now what? But look, I ain't gonna lie. Fort said something. We do got to the convention. The convention, based off the policies they really take up, like the issues they really take on, it could change. That, it, that it, could, yeah, it could so read. Depending on who that black woman is, right? For me, if I'm not anybody, gonna lie, bro. If he does not pick a fucking black woman, if he picks, any, if he picks going, any, if he doesn't pick Elizabeth Warren, 
outside of any other black woman, then yeah, it's gonna hit the fan. It's, right. it's gonna hit the fan again. Like, right, right. If he don't pick a black woman, I think again, other than Elizabeth Warren, and he not gonna pick her. That's too much. It makes too much sense. Yeah, that nigga has already showed me he he dumb as fuck. Like, uh, I'm gonna call you immediately. We're gonna record that day. <laughs> like live reaction. Like live that day, and we're putting a podcast out no matter when. The next day That shit is gonna be funny But for me If it's anybody Other than Kamala Harris I feel like Kamala Harris Should be a Supreme Court, uh, Supreme Court Justice pick And he should pick Val Demings For Vice President pick mm. I like Val Demings She has a black husband They both police chiefs But they police it In the right way And um Like the community Is behind them Like she's one of those I think she's one of those Um Eric Holder Type of positions Yeah Like you know Eric Holder got in there And he kind of was like Nah, I'm black. We're gonna investigate this. We're gonna do that. Like, I would be, I, I would be more excited for that. And then you'll catch me on the podcast saying, "Y'all, we need to vote, y'all. We need to we, vote. We need to vote. <laughs> I got my biscuits now. We need to vote." Uh, I will. I ain't gonna lie. If she, if he picks Val Demings, I'll be out here for it. I, yeah. So you hear to hear first, Val. Val, like, so like, Ford said, Ford said he's supporting, but he hasn't endorsed. Keep saying he's endorsing. If Val comes out, if Val Demings comes out, yep, I'm endorsing. I ain't gonna lie. Warren already talked about that reparation, bro. <laughs> like, Only reason with Warren is like we said earlier, we don't want her to lose that Senate uh, seat, right? So, um, man, this has been a another amazing episode of the Just Shelter Podcast. As always, I just want to say it. This is how we end. I love y'all. I need y'all, but most importantly. I can't wait to see y'all next week. Let's go. Y'all thought I wasn't going to leave on this shit. (laughs) Hey, look. Everyone's happy. I cannot let the inconvenient truth mess up me enjoying this music. (laughs) Finally, it's the weekend. All the hard work's behind. (laughs)